0: Oh, that was fun. Well, my name is Steve Wallen. I'm the campus pastor here at Genesis. So glad to be with you today. Uh, Today's going to be different. It's going to be different than most of our services here at Genesis. And I just want you to know that, especially if you're new, maybe you're just checking us out today. Uh, If you don't like today, well, first of all, you're crazy because it's going to be fun. But second of all, if you don't like today, give us another chance. Uh, Next week, we'll be back to something a little more traditional, a little more different. But we're going to have some fun today remembering what the Lord has done at Genesis Church because of your involvement and your generosity. Uh, Usually at the end of the year, what we do is we uh, make an annual report. kind of looks like this. This is last year's 2021 annual report, and uh, it's nice. It's glossy. It's got lots of nice pictures in it. Um, If you are a uh... if you're a numbers nerd like me how many numbers nerds in the room any numbers nerds in the room yeah good good it's got lots of numbers and charts in it that's great it's really helpful It's really useful you can take it with you uh... and you can set it on your bookshelf and it'll stay there for the rest of its life or uh... what usually happens is we print a thousand of these and seven hundred fifty of them stay on our info hub and uh... and what we found out was that the stories in here are incredible but they kind of like they lose their luster when they're told on a flat page. And so we thought we'd do something a little different here today um, and take you on a journey. We just wanna take you on a journey back through what the Lord has been doing here at Genesis Church uh, and maybe take a peek ahead at what we're hoping and praying he's gonna do in the next year and uh, how you can be a part of it. So now today is meant to be a celebration, so don't be afraid to celebrate, kids. We got kids in the room. Kids, you got these pom-poms. Uh, let's see them up in the air. So we're gonna, we're gonna tell some stories. We're gonna give you some numbers when we do that. Uh, you're gonna need to, uh, I, although somebody uh, showed me just a couple minutes ago that these can also be wigs. If you'd rather have a wig, so. When we uh, tell a story or give you a number that gets you excited, you should, you should use these pom-poms. And I'll, if you don't, I'll, I'll help you, I'll tell you. Uh, adults, we didn't get pom-poms, and so we have to do something more boring like applaud probably or clap, something like that. Um, but anyway, yeah, there you go, or woo! Like lots of woos, lots of woos. Um, so why are we doing this? Why did we take a whole Sunday? We only get 52 of them in a year. Why do we take a whole Sunday and dedicating it to this? Why, why should you care? about what the Lord's been doing here at Genesis Church. Well, if you've got your Bibles, I wanna encourage you to open them to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're gonna get there in a few minutes, but I'll just give you a preview because in that passage, Paul, who's the author of 1 Corinthians, says this. He says, now he's writing to the church. There's a church in Corinth. He's writing to the people of the church and he says, now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. And I just like to picture that Paul is writing to us. He's writing to Genesis Church. And he says, each one of you is a part of it. And so, in other words, what we're doing today, what we're going to talk about today, is not just something that we, the pastors at Genesis, did, okay? Uh, We've got a great staff here uh, across both of our campuses, but it's not something that our staff did or our elders did. This is a lot of stuff that we're going to talk about that God did, but he did it through you. Through many of you who serve, who give, each of you who were here in 2022 had a part to play in what the Lord did in this celebration. So as we kick off today, I wanna share a story with you. We're gonna share a couple stories via video today. I wanna share a story with you from our Carmel campus. It's from a family who had been very involved in their church and then ended up getting transferred, moved uh, from Las Vegas to Indianapolis. And as they were here, they found Genesis Church. They had been super involved in their last church. Um, Their names are the Aguilars, they're at our Carmel campus. And um, they just needed a time of rest and restoration when they came to Genesis. Here's their story.
1: So you guys relocated here from Vegas. You were looking for a church home. You found us online. Uh, you gave us a try. And you felt at home pretty early on, right? And what was it about Genesis where you thought, this is where we need to be?
2: To immediately come in and feel received, have have you available when we needed it, um, that was huge for us.
1: When you, when you first got here you were coming out of a a busy season of ministry and you felt like God was saying, rest. I just want you to rest. And that was hard. (laughs) It was hard for some of you more than others. In that year or so of resting, what did you feel like God was saying to you?
2: Before I came here, I was serving a lot. I, I had these highs, if you want to call them that. I'd serve and it was awesome. And I'd come home and I would crash and be frustrated and tired. And And I knew it was backwards, I knew it was off, and that was something that I did not want to have happen. And so God really challenged me to work out of the overflow, to cultivate that type of culture in my home first, so that then wherever else I would go, it would overflow. And because of that, it really shifted my mindset when God said rest.
1: While you were resting, there was this time where you, you knew that you needed to jump in and find community. You're, you're in a great group of people. I've watched you grow that way. I wanna hear a little bit about that experience. What, how's that been helpful? What's, what's been good about that for you? If
3: we're talking specifically about groups with uh, Bob and Polly. We've really found like it, like a total family. I love it. <laughs> See, it's like it's, they've been really connected to us and it's just something that we didn't know we would get from a church Group, you know, a lot of times we've been in groups and it's just been that night at that location, and then you wait till the next time you meet. So to actually have somebody really excited and to invest in us and pray for us.
1: So you're you're investing in community. You're finding your people. You're settling in, and finally, it feels like God's saying, "Hey, it's time." I'd love to hear a little bit about the joy of serving again, serving together, serving on the worship team, serving in the tech ministry. Just talk me through. Um, how God has kind of reawakened that
2: joy in you. I love serving, period, (laughs) so I will plug in. Uh, But the joy that I'm finding now is knowing that I'm not just coming here on Sundays and that's the only time that I'm using my gifts. You know, it was the opposite before I got here. Church was the only place that I was worshiping for the most part. Church was the only place that I was trying to invite people and share. About Jesus you know within the walls of the church I'm gonna cry and now because the focus flipped when we got here and I worked on making that who I am outside of this building when I come here it's it's just fun and it's it's not a duty you know and it's not something that I'm like trying to soak up you know uh, because I'm so parched outside of here you know, it's it's some it's an overflow and I'm thankful.
1: What what is it what is it about the community at Genesis that has helped draw you guys in and send you guys out on mission?
2: There is just a genuine love for God and a genuine love for people. And it's in that order. God and people. And then everything else that we can bring. And that's really blessed me and brought a lot of healing.
0: You know, one of the things I love about that story is how our God is a God of rest and a God of healing and a God of restoration. And and I'm thankful for everything he's been up to at Genesis Church. And again, you hear even in that one story, the part that the people of Genesis have to play in that. They talk about what a friendly church it was, what a welcoming church it was. You you guys that are on the tent team and the host team, you're the ones that do that. They talk about how their group blessed them. You small group leaders, connection group leaders, you guys are the ones that are doing that. And I love seeing what the Lord's been up to in the Aguilar's life. And like I said, we're going to hear a lot more stories like that. uh, again as we go through this morning but before we do that, before we go through some numbers I'm going to share some numbers with you today we're going to tell some more stories, we're going to cast some vision but before we do that, what I want to do is go through the highlights of everything that happened in 2022 uh, from January through December at Genesis see if you're as amazed as I was when I was putting this together this week so we're going to start in January 2022 we kicked off the year with Grow. Grow was our year long journey as we went through the Gospel of John together. We gave away about nine. 100 journals that first month uh, with some reading plans, and many of our groups walked us through, walked with us through that year long study of the ministry of Jesus uh, through the book of John. In January, we also sent our high school students to Spring Hill Winter Retreat. We had 27 students and four adult leaders go to Michigan for a long weekend of fun, games, plus worship, and teaching from Scripture. Then in February, we hosted our biggest ever Gen Kids movie morning. Uh, On President's Day, we had about 80 people gather here at our Noblesville campus on President's Day morning. Uh, The kids watched a movie, ate some popcorn, played some games, did some crafts. The adults got to hang out with other adults. If you're a stay-at-home mom or dad, say amen right now. Um, They got to (laughs) come, leave their kids in the room to watch movies, and the parents hung out together and just had a really refreshing and awesome time of fun. In March, March brought the return of Pancake Sunday, On March 13th, we had taken a couple years off because of COVID and all the things that went with that, but we were really blessed to have lots of great volunteers who came in early, even on one hour less sleep, because we do it on Daylight Saving Time Sunday. Uh, just as a reminder, the reason we do Pancake Sunday is so that you, you guys who are coming to church on an hour or less sleep don't have to worry about making breakfast for your family. You can come here, you can enjoy the pancakes, you can have some uh, company and community here. But we have volunteers that get up an hour early to do that. And I wanna give a special shout out to our great volunteers that day, the McGriff family. If you guys don't know Paul and Becky McGriff, yeah, give them a big hand. <laughs> They love attention. Uh, if you guys don't know Paul and Becky uh, Jenna reached out to them and said hey would you guys be willing to cook pancakes for Pancake Sunday and they said yes but what they didn't know was we had a griddle that was going to be outside and it was what 20 degrees that morning something like that and they had worn their sweatshirts in. I mean they were all prepared to cook meal in the in the in the building but not outside on that big griddle and so Paul and Becky and Cooper and oh and you guys are awesome thanks for doing that uh, what a great day that was also in March we hosted the if gathering here at our Noblesville campus we had over a hundred women Women from both campuses gathered together for a weekend of diving into God's word and worship together. I know lots of new friendships were formed and some of those women have continued to meet ever since IF gathering last year. March was also super start. We took 42 high energy third, fourth and fifth graders to a high energy weekend with eight, maybe not quite so high energy leaders, adult leaders that went with them. Um, But this is a great chance for third to fifth graders to get a taste of what a middle school or high school worship conference might look like. It's put on by CIY, who are the same people that do um, move and mix for our students. And so um, it's a fun time. And as Paul mentioned, I think he already mentioned that if you're a third, fourth or fifth grader or have one, uh, that conference is, we're registering now for that conference. There is information on the Gen Kids registration desk out here uh, if you want to pick that up after the service. And then finally, in March, uh, get your pom-poms ready. We once again collected spring totes for our friends at Shepherd Community Center for students in their uh, programs. You, Genesis Church, provided uh, three meals a day for two weeks of spring break for over 200 students in Shepherd's programs. And I think that's awesome. Way to go, Genesis. That's really cool. One of the fun things we get to do around here. April, okay, we're one one fourth of the way through the year. Okay, Uh, hang on, hang on there. April brought Good Friday and Easter. Uh, That was a great weekend of remembrance and celebration. We both commemorate the death of Jesus and then celebrate his resurrection and rejoice in that. We celebrated baptisms that weekend. We had our largest attendance of the year with over 1,300 people attending one of the services across two campuses at Genesis Church, which is awesome. April, we also closed out our two year generosity initiative called Greater. Now, if you remember, in March 2020, we launched this giving initiative exactly one week before a global pandemic started. Um, Our goal with Greater was to raise $7.5 million over two years in order to make disciples, reach our cities, and change the world. But with the church only gathering online, uh, we ended Commitment Sunday with only 75 commitments. Just to give you an idea, we thought we needed 700. We ended Commitment Sunday with 75 commitments for $2.9 million against a goal of 7.5. Now, just to give you an idea, our budget at that time was $2.1 million, so two years at $2.9 million wouldn't even pay our bills. And so, needless to say, it was kind of an inauspicious start to this generosity initiative. Uh, But over the next few months, more commitments came in. And then one year in, we had a second Commitment Sunday for people who had come uh, during that one year of the pandemic. And then many of you gave over and above your commitments and many more who didn't make a commitment, continued to give. And you know what happened on Easter Sunday last year? We hit $7.5 million through Greater. That was incredible. But, which was great, but my favorite thing, my favorite thing about Greater. I just found out in the past couple weeks. And that's this. We said all along that the $7.5 million was a goal, but it was our secondary goal. That our first goal was that each and every family at Genesis would be a part of Greater. And we thought that that would mean 700 commitments. Well, I just ran a report in the last couple of weeks. And do you know how many people gave to Greater? This is crazy, 700. Actually, it's 701 people. So uh, way to go, God. He's showing off. He's awesome. So over two years, we collected seven and a half million dollars from 700 people. Now through Greater, we gave away about, speaking of sevens, seven is the number of perfection in the Bible. I don't know if you know that. Speaking of sevens, we gave away $700,000 over those two years to help with uh, three areas that we pointed out as need areas for uh, our church, foster care and adoption, our local schools, and yeah, that's right. Foster care and adoption. Yeah, let's give a big hand our local schools and our partner church uh, in Albania, ICF Tirana. Now, another big project around Greater was to find a new home for our Noblesville campus. And I've got no news on that today, I'm sorry. (laughs) But we have been looking, we have been looking. And the good thing about Greater is we now have $3 million set aside in a building fund so that when something comes available, we're ready to move. Now, two years ago, we had zero. Okay, and now we've got 3 million, and so that's great, we're ready to move. But we have made some big improvements to our Carmel campus. If you haven't been there, maybe you've never been there, their auditorium looks great with new flooring and new chairs, and in their uh, lobby cafe area, they've got some new paint, some new flooring, and uh, new signage over there, and it looks incredible. And I'm excited to tell you that we're gonna make some changes like this at our Noblesville campus uh, in the next few months. It'll probably be done in 2023, so you'll hear more about that in the next few weeks. Okay, back to 2022. We're at May now. In May, we hosted an outdoor service at our Carmel campus. We had both campuses come together uh, to worship. We were one church in one location. We had about 640 people from our two campuses that joined us that day. And it was great weather, great celebration. The coffee was free. um, The weather was beautiful. Lots of families stayed for a picnic after that. And then the summer brought lots of connection events. In June, we did a picnic in the park. You may remember that in Noblesville Forest Park with fried chicken, outdoor games, and a cornhole tournament. And then uh, later that month, we rented out the Monon Center water park and had a community day at the pool um, where kids got together and uh, swam. We had many Genesis families come together to cool off in the pool and with ice cream. And Nora's got her nachos there. So she was living the the big life. but those were great events. Both of those were just ways for us to get connected and get to know other people. And I know uh, specifically at Picnic in the Park, I met a few families that they'd only been at Genesis two or three times and they've stuck because of those kind of events. And so that's been really cool to celebrate that. At the end of June, was uh, we sent our high school students to the MOVE conference in Holland, Michigan. About 44 students and 13 leaders went for a week of exploring what it means to be a kingdom worker. And then a couple weeks later in July, we took our middle school students to MIX at Indiana Wesleyan University. We had 46 students for that conference and eight leaders. August came. And uh, I don't know if you remember this. In June and July, we took the coast a couple months off. We took the summer off. We did a series called Summer of Love. But in August, we jumped back in to grow, back into the book of John. Here's the reading plan for the rest of the year from August through November. We studied uh, the book of John together throughout the rest of the year. In September, our Carmel campus to- helped host a block party in their neighborhood. They partnered with Rose Senior Living Center uh, to host a block party around the neighborhood apartments right across Main Street. From- from the Carmel campus. You can see all those uh, red shirts, those heather red or pink, as some people like to call them, uh, T-shirts there, those are all Genesis people who are volunteering to help at this block party. It was a great way for our Carmel campus to invest in the neighborhood right around them. Uh, On Labor Day, we got together for an outdoor service again at Federal Hill Commons. We had both churches together, both campuses together again. About 560 people joined us for that. And we celebrated 10 years of ministry at the Carmel campus. Believe it or not, it was 2012 when we launched the Carmel campus. So they are 10 years old uh, now. And, And so we celebrated that at our outdoor service. Okay, in October we started our Love Your Neighbor Drive. Uh, this is where you provided sleeping bags, tents, socks, batteries uh, for people without homes in Indianapolis through our partnership with Food for Souls. One of the things that I wish for you is that you could be here sometime when Vicki Tyner from Food for Souls comes to pick up the supplies uh, for her friends without homes in Indianapolis. She will look at them and she will see a coat that's a double XL and she will say, John is going to love that coat. And then she'll find a tent and she'll say, Logan needs this tent. It's going to be so great. And she'll she'll look at every item and say, I know exactly who needs that. And then she'll start to cry. Inevitably, she will start to cry. And I wish you could be here to see that because it's so much fun uh, to see uh, how your giving blesses food for souls. In November, we hosted Brad Nelson for our third ever Going Deeper event. Brad came to teach about uh, the context behind the Gospel of John. I say that was our third ever. Brad Nelson had been here a year ago before that where he talked about the Apostle Paul. And then you may remember that Brad Gray was here in 2017, I think, uh, when he did uh, the restoration of all things. If you've been here that long, you may remember that. Well, I'm excited to tell you that we are gonna start hosting these on a more regular basis, these Going Deeper events. We've really loved the response to them And so the next one is coming up on February 15th, which is a Wednesday night with Dr. Cindy Parker. Uh, Dr. Parker is an incredible Bible teacher. She uh, is a great studier of the Jewish culture and how it uh, is reflected in Christianity. But she's going to come here to share about the context, the history of the book of Acts. And so we'll be about two weeks into our study of the book of Acts. And so you won't want to miss that. Put that on your calendar again for February 15th, which is a Wednesday night. Uh, November also brought Giving Tuesday, where we were able to bless the employees of a couple of local schools, four local schools, two here in Noblesville and two in Carmel, with uh, breakfast, a handwritten note, and Target gift cards for every employee in the building, which was a huge blessing to our schools. I love it. It was a huge blessing to us as staff who got to do it. This year, we invited some friends to come with us, so it wasn't just staff that was doing it. But I'm excited to tell you that that has opened up some doors in the schools, both here in Noblesville and in Carmel. And one example of that is uh, we have just recently partnered with White River Elementary, right here in Noblesville, um, where Genesis Church, you are providing, uh, through Grader, we had some leftover Grader funds, you are providing snacks for kids who can't afford snacks at White River Elementary School. We just sent a check for $5,000 to White River Elementary School to fund their snack program. So yeah, the way that works is, um, man, I miss elementary school because every day they have snack time. And uh, we just don't get that, right? In the corporate world, in the church world, and wherever you work, you probably don't have a fixed snack time, but in school, they get snack time, and kids are encouraged to bring their snacks from home, but for whatever reason, some kids don't, they can't afford it. Uh, Mom ran out, dad ran out, they didn't get to the store, uh, they forgot, whatever it is, White River Elementary wants to make sure that no kid goes without a snack, and so they provide snacks for any kid who doesn't bring one in, and so now that's us, that's us, Genesis Church, providing snacks for the rest of the year for any kids at White River Elementary that don't have. So thanks for that. That all came out of Giving Tuesday. All right. We're to December. We're almost done. Hang in there. Uh, December brought us our Christmas kickoff event, which was lots of fun for adults and kids combined. You may remember we had had cookies and snacks. We had our indoor sock ice skating rink, which was a huge hit with the kids. That was awesome. It's much more slippery than you think it is. Um, Lots of fun for adults and kids. We had Christmas parties for our high school and middle school kids, and then we had Pajama Sunday for our kids and for some of our GSM students who serve in kids ministry as well. Uh, December also brought Christmas Eve services, one of which uh, was canceled because of snow and ice and nasty weather. But despite the bad weather and despite the cancellations, we were able to set a record for our Christmas offering of $112,879, which is great. And that has that has all been given away now uh, to our outreach, to our ministry partners. And we've got more stories to tell you about that in the weeks to come. Now, quickly, since we're talking about numbers, let me just run down some more numbers with you. This is the part where the nerds in the room get really excited. This is the part where I told Jerry, because Jerry Neville is teaching at our Carmel campus today. And I said, I want to write this part. Let me write this part, okay? Uh, since we're talking money... Our total revenue for 2022, including your tithes and offerings, all grants and registration fees was $2.973 million. $2,973,045. Now, just to give you an idea of how that's changed, in 2019, the last year before greater, our budget was just under $2.1 million. And so it's grown to 2.9 million over the past three years. Uh, The Lord has done an amazing job of sustaining us financially through a global pandemic, uh, through maybe the start of a recession or some kind of a, a turn down in the economy. And this is why your generosity is so important. Let me show you, of the $2.9 million, where did that go, 37% of it went to personnel. That's our team, our staff, our salaries, health insurance, uh, all of the things, that, all the benefits that go with that. My family thanks you personally uh, for that, for your giving in that area, as do the other staff families here. 16% goes to facilities. That is to rent both of our campuses, uh, Noblesville and Carmel are both leased facilities. So that goes to rent, uh, utility bills, things like trash, things like plowing parking lots and mowing grass. All all of that is covered in that 16% of facilities. 13% of our budget goes to outreach. That's money we give away. It goes to our partners. It goes to missionaries that we support in the field. It goes to special projects like uh, giving to the schools, but it also includes things like benevolence for people in within our church who are having a hard time for uh, support with counseling and things like that. That's all part of outreach. And then the other 33% is ministry expenses. Ministry expenses are things like gifts for our ministry volunteers, training and education, uh, supplies, events, bagels. Bagels is a big expense. Somebody asked me, how many bagels did we give away in 2022? That's the kind of number I wanna know about. Um, So I just did a little bit of math. I think we get 12 dozen or 12 and a half dozen bagels here at Noblesville every week uh... which times fifty two is six hundred and forty four dozen i think um, which is times twelve is seven about, yeah, i'm just gonna say eight thousand bagels a year something like that so it's a lot uh... we give away a lot of bagels you didn't ask for that though oh yeah somebody wants to cheer for that pom poms eight thousand bagels yay now, our ministry expenses, we generally divide them into five categories. We call them our five areas of focus. One of the things that maybe you really appreciate about Genesis, or maybe one of the things that makes you go, ah, maybe I need to find another church, is we really only do five things here. We don't do a lot of things that other churches do. It's not because they're bad or they're wrong. We just don't think we can be good at them, and so we'd rather do things that we're going to be good at. And the five things that we think we can be really good at, uh, you can be the judge of that, but our uh, worship, or Sunday celebration, uh, kids, students, groups, and outreach. Outreach. Five areas of focus, worship or Sunday celebration, kids, students, groups, and outreach. Those are the five things that we focus on. And so what I want to do is just walk you through those five areas of focus and give you a little highlight from each one. So, and this is where I'm going to need your, your help with uh, cheering and pom-poms, okay? So get those pom-poms ready. In 2022, we had four baptism services at each, each of our campuses, and 27 people were baptized at Genesis Church over 2022. <laughs> That means 27 people 27 adults, students, and kids have come to repentance and accepted the love and forgiveness of Jesus Christ through Genesis Church. Many, many of them came to know Jesus through Gen Kids and through the work that you volunteers do there. Some of them came to know Jesus through GSM. Uh, one of my favorite stories was from a high schooler named Faith Allen. Uh, if you don't remember Faith's story, she was baptized in October here this year. Let me share a little bit of Faith's story with you. Here's what she wrote in her baptism testimony. Faith wrote, Jesus took a person who was broken, lost, hurt, and turned into a masterpiece. He wants to do the same for you. Jesus can heal what you're hiding. I was tired of living for the world. I just wanted to truly experience God's love and grace. I was just so unhappy. I learned how to love people better, and I'm learning how to be more dependent on Jesus. I really want other people to experience God's love and how Jesus changed my life. I want to get baptized to show that no matter what you're going through, Jesus still loves you and still wants that relationship. Isn't that incredible from a high school student? And and look... You know, baptism is not the end of the story for somebody. It's, it's the beginning. It's the beginning of their faith journey. And if you've, you know, made that decision through somewhere here at Genesis Church or somewhere else uh, to make Jesus the Lord of your life, we want to encourage you. Our next baptism service is coming up on Easter. Uh, you should be a part of that. Uh, In worship, we averaged 446 people a week here at Noblesville. It's going to be bigger than that today. I'm telling you, just looking at the crowd right now. Uh, But 446 people a week over the course of the year, and that's grown throughout the year. You know, when we came back from uh, from COVID at the end of 2020, attendance was like that. It's really grown over the past year. Uh, Across both campuses, our total average attendance was 776 people per week. But in person is not the only way that we're reaching people here at Genesis. We've been able to expand our online worship and production team by double this past year. We've added 15 new volunteers to the team. You're gonna, you've heard about one of those stories already. You're gonna hear about another one in a few minutes. Um, and so that's, that's our worship area, our Sunday celebration area. All right, our second area of focus is kids. Uh, God has also been working in our Gen Kids ministry. If you're a Gen Kids volunteer, let's hear a cheer right now. Yeah. You guys are awesome. Across our two campuses this year, we've averaged, get this, averaged 163 kids a week. 163 kids a week. And we've averaged 773 across both campuses, adults, students, and kids. 163 of those are kids. So as you can imagine, it takes a really committed team of volunteers to lead this ministry. Uh, here at Noblesville, you've probably seen if you've been around the last few weeks, we've started bringing our third through fifth graders in the room. They come over here and they worship uh, with the adults on Sunday mornings, which has been a big win for us. Another thing I love to hear in our Gen Kids ministry is about our gen kids leaders our adult leaders investing in our genesis student ministry our gsm students who are serving there i heard a story this week uh, from one of our leaders at the carmel campus a woman named susan benjamin and she's taken time to invest in the gsm students who serve in her room so she's not just teaching and investing in those kids but she's investing in those students that serve alongside with her All right, that's second area of focus. Third one is students. Speaking of students, GSM, our Genesis Student Ministries. GSM is our middle and high school student ministries. They have kept growing this year. We had 115 students attend one of our uh, camps and conferences over the last year. 115 students across our two campuses. Um, Yeah, woo! Across our two campuses, we have more than 30 students. That's good, all right, go ahead. That's a lot of Doritos and Mountain Dew right there, I'm telling you. (laughs) Uh, across our two campuses, we have more than 30 students that serve in our ministries on Sunday morning. 30 students across our two campuses that serve somewhere on Sunday morning. Our students are setting an example for the adults here. And finally, our students are also leading the way at inviting their friends to come join them. We have, we have had 55 new students visit our student ministries over 2022 because our students are taking the lead in inviting their friends. Uh, Fourth area of focus is groups. Let's talk about groups. Across our two campuses, we've got 22 groups that are active right now, 22 active connection groups, and that is 305 people active in those groups. That means that 40% of our average weekend attendance is involved in a group, but don't don't cheer for that because I really feel like we could do better than this. 40% is good. But I feel like we could be at 60%. And so we've got some new groups that are starting this week. Um, Paul's going to talk to you in a few minutes about how you can get connected to those. But we've got a computer even set up at the Info Hub today where if you want to join a group, we've got some that are meeting today. We've got some that are meeting on Tuesday. Um, get, Get connected. Jump in and get connected. That's a way to do that. Uh, finally, outreach. Just a highlight or two from our outreach ministry. When we talk about outreach, if you're not uh, from around here, if you've come from another church, a lot, of people, a lot of churches, when they talk about outreach, they mean evangelism. When we talk about outreach, we're talking about missionaries, ministry support, uh, thing, good works that happen outside the walls of Genesis Church. So, just a highlight or two from our outreach ministry. In 2022, we supported 13 different missionaries in eight different countries. I think that's really cool. Uh, that probably deserves some pom-poms right there. 13 different missionaries in eight different countries. We, uh, we collected school supplies for Noblesville Schools, uh, food, as I already mentioned, for Shepherd Community Center, supplies for Food for Souls, and we gave away over $300,000 to our ministry partners. $300,000. But... Uh, We say on a regular basis, we don't want to partner with uh, people that we can just send money to. We really want to be able to send money and people to any ministry we partner with. Well, our three biggest international partners are in Ukraine, Haiti, and Myanmar. And so if you followed the news at all this year, you know that uh, Ukraine is at war. And Haiti and Myanmar are undergoing some really bad civil unrest. And so we haven't been able to take any mission trips in the last few years, but we're looking at ways that we can do that, even maybe as early as 2023 to take some overseas or some domestic mission trips uh, here within the the country because we wanna be supporting those outreach partners. Friends, (laughs) we've got a lot to celebrate, don't we? I mean, I think it's clear uh, that the Lord is doing some amazing things through Genesis Church. And, and um, what I just want to just reiterate with you is these don't happen just because of our staff. Like our, we've got a great staff team here. We've got 14 people that are on staff here across our two campuses, and it's an incredible group of people. Um, I love getting to work with them, but across our two locations, I mean, there are 14 of us, and so we couldn't possibly do all the things, all the ministry you've heard about this morning. No, you are the body of Christ. Remember what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 12, 27. Now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. These are powerful words because the author is reminding us that when we put our faith and trust in Jesus, that we accept his love and forgiveness, we get eternal life. The Holy Spirit is uh, planted inside of us. We get to have the gift of the Holy Spirit walking around with us. Uh, But we're also given a group of people to do life with through the church. Like this, we're going to become a part of this ministry called the church that Jesus created to help move his kingdom forward on earth and uh, so we're talking more about this next week when we jump into the book of Acts and in fact uh, we've got some journals and reading plans we're gonna start in the book of Acts next week with this series called sent and uh, so if you want to pick up a journal on your way out or a reading plan on your way out uh, you should do that and then don't forget on that reading plan is this uh, my everyday prayer we gave this out last week but if you didn't get one grab one kids on your pom-poms my everyday prayer is on there this is because adults and kids we hope that you'll be praying this prayer along with us at Genesis every day. That's why it's called My Everyday Prayer. That's pretty clever, right? Everyday Prayer, when do you pray it? If you forget, it's called My Everyday Prayer. You pray it every day. And it's just this, Father in heaven, thank you for saving me. I want you to do for others what you've done for me. Use me today to help others know you. Amen. Friends, it's through our faith in Jesus that we're adopted into God's family and we are filled with his spirit. We become part of this amazing organization known as the church. And a lot of times when we think about church, we just think about what happens here, right? We think about a time and a place on Sunday morning in this room. But I think you can see that God is doing so much more than what happens in this room. And that in 1 Corinthians, uh, Paul teaches the church is actually meant to function as a body of Christ. He uses this term, it's a body of Christ. And in the same way that the body is made up of lots of different parts, the church is made up of a lot of different individuals who are meant to function as the hands and the feet and the head and the heart of Jesus. And um, when you start to get a little older, like I am, you start to notice that when one part of the body isn't working right, the whole body suffers. Have you noticed that? Like how hard is it to put the dishes away when your back's not working right, right? 40 year olds, 50 year olds in the room, you hear me? Amen. Uh, How hard is it to taste your food if your nose is all stuffed up, right? If part of your body isn't working, the rest of the body suffers. And it's the same way at church. It's the same way here. Like the Lord can do amazing things uh, through Genesis and he chooses to use us, each of us as part of the body to make those things happen. And when one of us decides not to do our part, it hinders the work of God here in the church. that's why we're such big advocates of of followers of Jesus serving in the church, serving here on Sunday, serving with our GSM ministries on Wednesday and Sunday nights. And so much of what we celebrated today doesn't happen without dedicated volunteers and leaders who get up a little early on Sunday, stay a little late after the service or attend two services instead of one so that the body can function as it was designed. You know, right now we've got opportunities to serve on the tent team, uh, helping people who are new to Genesis get connected to the church. Uh, We've got a need in the cafe, serving coffee and bagels to people. We've got a couple of leaders in our GSM, our student ministries on Wednesday or Sunday nights. And we've got our biggest opportunities in Gen Kids, where you can help kids find their way back to God. And after the service, right after the service, if you leave these doors and turn left, we've got some of those great dedicated volunteers standing there under the balloon cloud that would love to get to know you, answer any questions that you may have, and uh, help you take that next step to get connected to one of our ministries. Now, for those of you who are here today who already serve, thank you. You have enabled God to do what he's doing here at Genesis. And if you haven't stepped up, I um, just want to take this last chance to encourage you to be a part of the body of Christ. Uh, we're ready when you're ready, okay? You can use your gifts and talents to help people find their way back to God and make some friends in the process. And as we close today, I wanna show you one last story, a story of a family here at the Noblesville campus, Jeff and Mandy Volan, and how getting involved in a group and starting to serve here has been a key part of them getting connected to their church family and to their faith in God. Take a look. Now you guys have an interesting story, probably like a lot of people uh, who will see this. How did you find Genesis for the first time?
3: So we were looking for a church and we decided that we wanted to come to Genesis and make it our church. Um, but also we were with, pregnant with our first daughter.
4: Easter, um, April of 2019, we came. And then the following Thursday we had Hazel. So
3: <laughs> so then that we didn't come back for a little while because we had a newborn at home.
4: <laughs> then we started coming regularly. We were here every Sunday. And um year went by, almost coming up on a year our first year with Hazel and I'm like okay I'm ready to jump in I'm ready to like really get to know people three weeks before Hazel's first birthday everything shut down and we weren't going to church in person anymore Um, and so that kind of put that on hold
3: and so it took us a while to really kind of get connected in I think it was three years in before we actually went to our intro to Genesis (laughs) class so a little different
0: so, so when we say, if you're new here, you need to come to Intro to Genesis, <laughs> three years is kind of the it's statute of I, yeah. I remember that Intro to Genesis you guys were at. Uh, it was, that's really cool that that's a part of your story. I didn't realize how big of a part of your story yeah. that is. So. Um, so after Intro, you attend Intro to Genesis and you decide we're gonna start serving. What, what's, the, what's the next step that happened?
4: Um, for me, it was a week or two after that Intro to Genesis, I believe I went to um, Jose and um i was like hey how can i get involved do you need anybody for gsm and he actually had two spots open um in one in middle and one in high school so i visited uh, gsm for a while for a couple weeks so it just felt like the right fit
3: and jeff how did you start serving just through my men's group um, they were talked about one of the things they needed help with was and slides during service and so I said sure I can help out with that. So Mandy what's been a
0: highlight for you serving in GSM small groups?
4: I had my first baptism um, that's the first student that's the first person I've ever been able to participate in a baptism with that she would trust me um, and she thought of me to be
0: that close to you know help her in that time it was really special. Both of you stepping up to serve in the last year what have you found the impact has been on your connection here at Genesis, and on on your maybe on your faith journey.
3: Um, I mean, for me, it's just been nice. You know, a lot of guys I normally just wouldn't talk to or run into on a, on a Sunday morning. We get together, eat breakfast, go through you know the soaps, do a little Bible study, um, and just get connected and talk and hang out and text during the week and you know all that kind of stuff. It's just been good and building some community and friendships.
4: I know there's a lot of talk these days about not being. codependent and things like that. But, but the Lord created us to be in community and just to step out in faith and find community, not only with peers my own age, but um, these girls minister to me too. These students minister to me too. It's just important. Just the community is important. And the more I'm in it, the more I realize it.
0: So there's a lot of people who are new here at Genesis, maybe have been on the sidelines waiting for their invitation to step into the game and start serving, start to join a group. What would you say to those new people?
3: I'd say, yeah, do it. Just see where, what works for your family and, and where you can fit in to, to help serve um, because then you're not only going to be able doing something to help uh, the church, but also you're going to get something out of it as well.
4: If you're not serving, you're missing out on a whole other level of connection yeah. um, that God's going to provide for you.